Welcome everybody back to O'Bannon friends. How are things? Uh, I'm really, really excited about this conversation today. I had a chance to interview Fetish Dynasty. Um, I've been such a huge fan for a while. Uh, found him on Instagram, followed each other and his art. Um, just being in the community things that he has posted um oh my goodness I, it was such an exciting uh conversation that we had about obviously latex we are rubberists so we definitely talked about latex uh we talked about of course some of the other kinks we talked about ds and dom and sub relationships it was such a good conversation in fact <clears throat> it's a conversation that uh I think we're going to revisit. It was such a great time. And uh, I look forward to meeting him soon uh, in person and uh, hanging out and uh, having way more conversations. So I know you're going to enjoy this one. I really did. And um, make sure to follow him. Uh, I followed him on Fetish Dynasty on Instagram. So Fetish underscore Dynasty. You can find him also on Twitter. He has a large following there. And you can always follow me at uh, on FET. I'm Oban, O-B-A-N, 1794. Or, of course, on Instagram, I am Stockings, S-T dot A-L-K-I-N-G-S. Thank you, everyone. I hope uh, you're enjoying life and uh, enjoying things. I got a lot of exciting things coming up in my personal life and in my kink life and content. So I'm excited for the fall. Uh, that being said, enjoy this conversation. Now, our conversation with Fetish Dynasty. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Pleasure Welcome. To Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, I am, first of all, I want to start out by saying I'm a massive fan. Oh, thank you. I'm a massive fan. Um, I've first knew about you on Instagram and and uh, uh, seeing you in lots of other things, uh, your work, your art, uh, your expressions and just being, hey, <laughs> being yourself. Um, so I really love that. And I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you about a lot of stuff. But I like to get out, the first thing I like to do um, is kind of talk about how you identify, um, do you think yourself kinky? I think, I think we know that you're kinky. Incorrigible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll just say yes. Yeah. Um, but how do you identify and um and then maybe like talk a little bit about how how much you want to talk about like how you got into being oh. kinky? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been at this for a long time. Um, I think I for, <laughs> I mean I first realized I in retrospect, of course, I first mm -hmm. realized that it was I was a bit uh different when I was like four. Oh, really? Eh? Oh yeah. No. I'm like, I, I remember when I was four years old, I, I, for some reason, I just put on a whole bunch of clothes and like mm -hmm. layers and layers of jackets and stuff. 
mm-hmm. just and just wedged myself under my bed. Yeah, yeah. Just lay, laid there, feeling amazing. Oh. And I and I when I think back to the feeling, I'm like, oh, that's the feeling I get when I'm like doing a like a mummified or doing sensory deprivation. Isn't that interesting? I've definitely through my kink journey gone back to things that have happened throughout my childhood or growing up not in a trauma way obviously Mm -hmm. there's people have trauma journeys but there's definitely things that have happened where i'm like oh that that was something actually right isn't that fantastic so okay so when you're four years old you knew something was different but and you identified that in yourself your own head a bit yeah i mean i mean so so as a as a as a kingster whatever i definitely identify i think first and foremost as like a a rubberist fetishist Mm -hmm. Right. That's my, that's my main thing. Um, I think probably like I've, I've been going through this journey in the last six months, um, mm-hmm. just kind of related to some other personal family stuff, putting the pieces together. Um, probably, probably had some sensory processing issues, mm-hmm. SPD, um, other like, neurodivergent. What do, you, what do you mean by that a little bit? Like for some of those listening, you may not know. Like what so, do you mean by that? So, I mean, there's sensory processing disorder, which is a, um, it, it's, it varies, of course, it's always on a spectrum, just like, you know, autism or, or ADHD or whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but it typically um, manifests itself in being hypersensitive to uh, certain sounds, certain textures, mm-hmm. okay. uh, being startled really easily. Just basically, it's like if you can imagine a neurotypical person your senses are a certain way they're 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 tuned to kind of normal yep and a person with sensory processing issues or the disorder like basically it's like a if you can imagine like a, um an eq right where the sliders are just fucking Off set different randomly so sometimes you hear the trouble too much or the bass too much or yeah. something like that okay yeah, like i can remember that's a good relate that's a good way to relate it I'd walk into a house when I was a kid and I knew immediately if there was a television on. This is back oh. in like the, the tube TV days. Like right, right. CRT. But I could hear the frequency of, of the television set in another room, even if the volume was down. Mm. And I, there's certain things I just couldn't, couldn't stand certain textures or taste or whatever. Like one of those like peculiar kids, you know? Right, like, right. Kids kind of a little bit odd. I mean, that's who we were all, we're out there. right. Right. And there was no, right. I'm talking, this is like the late seventies. So then, sure. you know, no one knew shit about this. No, stuff. no, it was, there was no, 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 like, none of those seventies, like, man. It's like, you're fucking weird. Shut up. Go <laughs> yeah. play outside. Oh my God. Go play in the traffic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Growing up in the seventies so. was so different, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh anyway. So, um, so yeah, so one of the things uh, some people with SPD um, can't handle anything touching them. They can't mm. handle tight clothing. Everything has to be loose. They just can't, you can't even hug them sometimes. It's just like, ah, too much. Right. And others right, right. are just like, oh, squeeze me. Right, even more. Me. Right. They'll just, you know, and of course, heavy rubber and bondage and, and uh, you know, mummification and stuff like that. Sensory process or um, sensory deprivation is just yeah. like... I, I bet you if you took the measure the brain waves of someone with SPD mm-hmm. in 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 sensory dis, um, oh, deprivation, like yeah, 
I bet you the, you'd be the same as someone in a deep meditation. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's how I feel when I come out of it. I'm just like, I'm reset. I'm a new, I'm a it's, new man. It, it, so it resets you and does it energize you or just kind of feels like you're leveled out afterwards? Feels, it levels me out. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. When yeah. When I'm done, I'm just like, oh, okay, let's just have a, we drink a beer and have a sandwich and just right. kind of feel normal. <laughs> wow, that's interesting because my my love of latex definitely started in rubber with uh, stockings, okay. and I I definitely enjoyed learned that I enjoyed the compression of it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the tightness of it, but it not even but it 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 doesn't come as a a comfort necessarily to me in the same way, and I've definitely done deprivations and things like that, but they're more like trying to get through something not that it was not that it was something that was enjoyable to me so that's interesting Mm -hmm. so it's something that you're you're seeking i'm seeking out i need it It, it's what it's what keeps me uh it's my medicine right and if if i don't get enough or if there's a period of time where it's just too much in between i'm just like sure i just start i start jonesing right so okay so uh, rubber and obviously mummification and, and things along with that. Um, what else? Um, well, I mean, I've, I'm definitely, I would say I'm a switch. Okay. In terms of, uh, you know, DS, yes, dynamic and stuff like that. Um, but I would say I'm probably 80% submissive. Okay. And 20% uh, dominant. But I, I, I would say that I would, I'm, I'm much better. I like, I like to submit, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily a, a dom, dominant. Okay. I like to top. You like to top. And that's a very, yeah. that's a, um, I'm exploring my dominant side too. I identify very much as a submissive for a long time, but there are things that I notice, first of all, in my life that I'm very dominant in, but also there are things that I, that I do like to do that have a dominant power, but I don't feel like a dom. I, I identify more with just like topping someone and almost like I'm serving them by giving them what they want and doing a topping of some sorts. Yeah, I think I was thinking about, I wrote a, a blog post about this yeah. a few weeks ago or a month or whatever it was, I can't remember, um, talking about how, you know, a top is only a top in the in, during the scene. Yes. And a dom is always a dom there's right. no off switch that's right right and some and you know when a dom is doing the thing physically there's still a dom but a top will you know fuck somebody up and play with mm-hmm. them and stuff but after yeah. the the session's over it's like okay cool yeah that was so fun let's do right? that again <laughs> well it's so funny to be like i i definitely saw that with like my dom my previous dom is you know obviously during our sessions um you know, when she was topping me or doming me, but like I knew her in life and we would come across each other in day-to-day life. And mm. I could see those dom traits like all the time. <laughs> like I can just see it yeah. in everything that she was doing. Right. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. something that she could turn off. And in fact, it's interesting because I would see her around other people and they, and they don't, they did not know that uh, she had this life <clears throat> and there would be things that would happen. And I could see that switch because mm-hmm. I mean, we know we're doms, right? I always say this thing about like subs know their doms more than they know yeah. because 
we're trained to be obsessed about them. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, trained exactly. to obsess everything. We know when they're going to come. We know when they're, we know all those things because yeah. we're, we're using all of our senses. We may have uh, gags on and eyes covered, but we're feeling everything, right? Like we know it more than they know or, or that we let on sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of, that, that kind of revelation about, about Dom versus top and sub versus uh, bottom kind of was uh, something that I really uh, thought about a lot and, and mm-hmm. uh, realized that I'm not, you know, for me to have like a, like a full-time submissive, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I would have to be. Have you done it? Um, no, not, not full-time. And it makes I, me realize, well, it makes yeah. me realize just how um, reliant that dynamic is on the person submitting. It's, it's all about the submissive without us, without submission, there is no dominant. There is no dominant. I early in my journey, wasn't so sure about being uh, submissive. Excuse me. Um, I did have an online submissive uh, for a while. Um, Uh It was bored. They want so much. They're so fucking needy, man. So needy. <laughs> so fucking needy. And I have yeah. a really good friend um, who is a phenomenal Dom master. He's gone through it, through so many stuff now. And um, and I've talked to him about, you know, being dominant and Dom. And, and I said, Dom's are, Smiths are so needy. I said, like, am I needy? He's like, oh my God. <laughs> you are the fucking most neediest motherfucker ever. <laughs> right and it's i think it's um it's a great conversation to realize on how much a dominant does for a submissive you know i think about my play sessions with my dom Mm -hmm. is sure there was the hour and a half two hours that we got together every week or so you know the time but it was, she got all ready, the hours before to get ready. It was the headspace that, that she had to put herself into, uh, the time that she had to take to come out of that. And yes, like as a submissive, she was always giving me stuff during the week and things. And, you know, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, she's giving me the, I gotta go fucking pick up like this cigarette pack and I gotta go get this wine. Oh my God, right? What do fucking doms ever do? <laughs> but right but no i mean it's it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal symbiotic relationship that i don't currently have at the moment um and i know in my life right now i don't have the time and more like this the headspace and energy for it to mm-hmm. really do it like i want to really commit myself to it yeah um but it is i'm <laughs> i'm not entirely sure if i will do it again but i sure loved it interesting yeah it's a fantastic if if the dynamic is right yeah and the two people get along like i always tell people like find find someone who likes the same things as you but in reverse 
right? Like yep. you don't, don't, don't try to force it. Don't, if you, if you like certain things and you need certain things, it's just like any, it's like any other relationship. Totally. It's just a relationship, except that the communication hopefully is way better than way a typical it should be, yeah. vanilla relationship. And there's so many kind of protocols and rules and, and considerations um, that it's like, just find, find your match. And you, you know, it's fine to, play around i don't know to 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 try different people and try different mm-hmm. relationships and and scenarios and stuff and sometimes it's casual sometimes yep sometimes people play for years and never fall in love sometimes people play once and they're just like head over heels for each other yeah who knows you well, never know you never know and you know this is something that i've had a few people <clears throat> talk to me about they're kind of like okay well, you don't have a, you don't have a dominant right now, but why don't you just, you know, play with someone like maybe in a, in a, at an event, uh, have someone top you or, you know, in whatever scenario, whatever else. But I've found and for my headspace, <clears throat> what, what I've likened it to is I need skin in the game. Like I got to be betting mm. real money. Right. So if, yeah. if I'm not betting real cash, it's like, eh. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. hit the same for me, right? Yeah, I totally hear you. I yeah, I I I think I think I may have been that way, uh, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I certainly when I was without a mistress, I was kind of like, you know, just kind of out there, yeah, being free or whatever. But always <laughs> in the back of my mind, going, you know, I'm just better right. when I when I have a mistress and when someone is is you know, um, not necessarily contacting me every day or mm-hmm. constantly telling me what to do and sending me on errands and stuff like that, but just someone who is like, okay, uh, I, I own you, mm-hmm. you're mine. Yep. And that's the situation. And then let's see, see where it goes. Like that's such a sexy, such a sexy thing. Cause it's so, um, when you're playing for real, for real stakes, Mm-hmm. Uh, real feelings. I'm not going to say, look, other feelings are real too, but like where the vulnerability and the trust is so huge, mm-hmm. um, the reward can be so, so phenomenal. Yeah, That's what I always say with, I've always joked around, like people ask, what's the difference between swingers and kinky people? And I'm like, a swinger wants to find out how many fucking orgasms they can have. And a kinkster wants to know, how they can have the most complicated orgasm. <laughs> exactly. How can right? we? More apparatus. More, more apparatus. More BBA up, 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 sweat, sweat. You know, <laughs> like I, I, everyone can have an orgasm. I yeah. want to make this really difficult. I want this to be a fucking engineering marvel. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Because when you get there, it's like, it's another level. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, particular. Yeah, particularly seems to me like rubberists and bondage fanatics oh. and stuff. We just take it to just like my wife sometimes is just being like, "Oh, for fuck's sakes!" <laughs> like, really? Does it have? Does this have to be so complicated? I'm just like, yeah, it yeah. does actually. I, I'm holding back. Like, this is like the light <laughs> version of what I actually want to do. It was really interesting because my <laughs> wife, for a long time, we were open um, in our relationship. But we never played kinky together. I think because we didn't know we were kinky when we got together. Um, but we each had kinky relationships. Once in a while, we'd try to bring some kink into that. 
relationship. It, ne- it never played out right. Yeah, right. It never did. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a, that's another thing too. Like, it, you know, um, I think a, there's a perception of kinks, kinksters and whatever professional weirdos like us who've yep. like made like not only made a like we've made a brand out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We've, yeah. we've, it's our life. This is a lifestyle that we lead. Yes. I mean, we literally have brands. Like we've got brands we, on, on Instagram. We, <laughs> we have, we have developed logos. For yes. Kinks. Yes. yes. So, um, but uh, there's a perception that, that we're all like swingers. That we're all right. just, right. Which is totally not the case. And there are people in the scene that are super monogamous. Very. Yeah. Not interested in playing with other people. There's yep. other people that are just like, yeah, you know, come one, come all. Let's like let's get as many people into yeah. a room as possible. Sure. It just cuts across the whole thing. It's like a totally different axis. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's interesting because I find so far in my journey, the I think early in my journey, I was excuse me, much more about playing with everyone and trying everything. Mm-hmm. I found myself become, and that was in kink too, right? But I mm-hmm. found myself being very selective and very specific in what I want. And it almost in the way that I haven't, because where my life is at, like I haven't done anything very kinky for a while because I just don't have the time and energy to put it in. I don't want to half-ass it. Yep. Like I don't want to kind of do it. Yeah, there's times I'm like, I got to put my hood on it. I should do some content. That's a different kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that's just something I want to do. Or like, I got to put this on once in a while. Otherwise, am I a fucking kingster? (laughs) I know, right? right? Totally. (laughs) I'm a fake, right? Isn't it funny? Yeah. Do you even kink, dude? Like, right. Like, do you even kink? Like, do you even do it? (laughs) Like, it's like like, we feel about imposter syndrome, right? Well, like, for the first, like, today was the first full day of school for kids. Yes. And our son went to school for the full day. And I fucking mm-hmm. watched the whole Apple special event with a hood and a gag and a collar and <laughs> nipple clamps on. I'm just like, I'm just going to sort of, you know, get, right? try to recapture the rapture here. So I needed it. I didn't have for the whole summer. I didn't have any. There was maybe like yeah. seven hours of total time with just me in the house with no one else. Well, and I have a roommate situation who's aware of what I do, but it does not want to share in it that's not part of her and and most of the time her boyfriend is over i just don't literally have the space to kind of do it yeah and another time i've got work commitments and and family commitments and whatever else so Mm -hmm. yeah um that's why i'm so (laughs) excited about moving to vancouver i bet you are oh my god i'm gonna have whole different living situation and i'm so excited about the community down there so excited very it's Very. pretty special, and yeah. like that 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 group family photo, oh. like like I'm taking the picture. I'm just like Jesus. This is crazy. This is like oh, just I a know. bunch of people that you know had their stuff showed up. You know, there's way more. <laughs> the you level know? of per- like I want to use the word professionalism, but that's not it. But the level of uh, dedication, the dedication, the wear, their outfits, the time, and the energy. I mean, it is amazing. Yeah, it seems to be uh, a combination of things. One, one is the population base. I mean, you know, sure. it's, it's four million people in yep. the mainland. But that, but that, you know, Seattle has like 
sure. eight or nine million people. And there's yep. nowhere near this. I don't, I've never heard of the Seattle fetish weekend. No, no. Right. Or, right. Or exactly. There's cakey people down there. I know, oh, I'm sure know. there's a bunch of them down there, but it doesn't seem to be like the same uh, group. Yeah. The community is not as That's cohesive. Right. And, you know, and we in Vancouver, we obviously have, uh, you know, a few, few businesses, individuals to, mm-hmm. to, to thank for that, you know, like Deadly Couture. I was going to say, it's, it's I think institution. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And of course, you know, Isaac and Sin City and yep. Restrict Entertainment, those, the, you know, that's been going on for what, 20 years or 25 something years? Like that, something like that. Yeah. You know, and I remember, you know, uh, in the, the mid to late 90s coming over for Fetish Nights, it was called the, the Body Perv. <laughs> the body perv society or the and it yeah. was like or the betty page society who had body perv nights anyway it was like a regular fetish night yeah it was like boy you know just <laughs> i'd look at my what i was wearing at the time it was just like oh my god but if you think about so, people that like let's say motorbike yeah i know people that motorbike spend a lot of time and dedication and like going for rides all the time going away camping whatever else i mean I'm going to say it's to a different level, but it is something that we're doing and putting uh, so much effort and time into because we, we enjoy it and we want to bring it to a level of perfection. Plus I I also think it, it attracts that kind of person, right? Like I think that's some of the personalities that are attracted to it for sure. Yeah. I just, I just think uh, it's, we're just a bunch of fanatics, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, and I think a lot of it is, probably most of it is nature some of it is nurture but i think a lot of us are just we're wired up this way mm-hmm. and for for whatever reason a lot of external factors come into play and 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 you know put us in a situation like like i'm in know who i am love what i do mm-hmm. surrounded by people who also love it who aren't ashamed to express themselves that way or you could i could be in a I don't know, some <laughs> podunk <laughs> shit, small minded little town somewhere where yeah, it's yeah. like being kinky means leaving the lights on. Like who, you know. Right. I, I think there's part of it too. It is, is like, you know, when you play around uh, good golfers, your golf game gets better. I think there are, there are such dedicated, yeah. amazing uh, fetishists and rubberists that raises yeah. the level. Plus I, I'm not part of the community, but I'm suspecting that there's a lot of, Hey, let me help you out. Or here's some ideas or yeah. whatever yeah. the case may be. Right. Yeah. Well, you're already part of the community. It's just, yeah. just, you just need to get your ass out. Here. I just need to get my ass out there. <laughs> I was, especially because rubber and, and latex and rubber, I've had a lot of people that are interested in it. Um, there seems to be a really barrier, like a cost barrier for some people. Hmm. Right. Like um, I've always said to people, try gloves, try a pair of panties. Those are cheap skirt. Those are cheap things to start out with. You don't need to buy yourself a full body suit. First of all, you're going to want a different one eventually anyways. Right. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So don't spend (laughs) that money. You're going to want to, you're going to want to upgrade in a year or less than that anyway. So yeah. um, I I just, I I think sometimes there's a, there's a real thought process that there's a, a barrier to, to do it like I don't, I don't, I can't be part of the community unless I'm like fully head to toe part of what's going on. Right. Yeah. Right? Well, then there's I, I can't see. I can no longer. I'm so in the far in the deep end of the pool. I can't even imagine what it would be like for someone just coming into the scene as a as a total newbie and just going like, wow, like who, 
who are you people? How did you, where did you get that? How did you get, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, what the I fuck? want this so bad. Right. Right. And I, and I'm con- like the money thing. Like I'm a, I'm a fucking cheap bastard. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll spend, I'll spend lots of money on things sure. that I think are high quality. Yeah. And, but I hate wasting money. Right. And when I first, like, this is around 2007 or 2008. Um, I just was like, okay, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford this hobby. Mm-hmm. have what i want i need to learn how to make this shit by myself right and that's and what you I, do right well it's it's i mean i've on like i make i make bondage gear yep uh, that i sell on my store uh and i do make the occasional kind of like um one-off piece for friends and stuff that sure. sort of thing like cat suits and yep. goods and everything like that but for me it was just like i need to learn how to make this because the only way i'm going to be happy with what i own is if I can make it, and the only way I can do that, afford that, is just to buy sheeting and glue, right, and put it together, and, put <laughs> and it it's together. just yeah. So I've been doing that for like fuck fifteen years or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'll tell you, you know, it's a it's fantastic catsuit rips. Ah shit! Well, pull out a couple yards, and like a couple days later, it's replaced. You don't have to right. spend a thousand dollars and and wait six months. Right. But you know, not not everyone is. Not is. everyone has that. Exactly. But so. that's that's also, I think, a love for some people in it too. So yeah. I've said to people, like, you know, if you have some skills and any of that kind of stuff, yeah, uh, it's like, it can translate. It's it's like a Jedi has to make their first lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, right. To kind of, you've like, okay, you've made it now. So if once, if you're like a super hardcore rubber fetishist, like when you make your own stuff, it's like, okay, yes, you've, you've yeah, you have you're to make Jedi. your own hood. Make your own hoods, make your own gear, <laughs> right? And then, it, and it, you know, then if you're like enterprising, you can turn that into, you know, actual you know, selling it to other people and and uh, who who want it. So yeah, and and like you have to take your new creations, you have to take it on a journey, and then the journey will expose what your character is going to be and yep. the color of your lightsaber. I mean, of your suit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hundred percent. So one thing I was just thinking just occurred yeah. to me. It's hard to—I don't mean to jump around, but no, of course. Uh, what I identify with, so uh, like, like I super identify with being a gimp. Oh which, yeah. Which is a very, very specific type of kingster. Can you expand on that a lot? I haven't really so, ever talked to yeah. uh, gimps. Okay, so uh, I always say like uh, all gimps are submissive. Okay. Not all submissives are gimps. So a lot of people's idea of gimps, yeah, like Pulp Fiction, right? Bring out the gimp. Exactly. Bring out the gimp. Yeah. So it's like it's like a it's someone who, and I actually have a I have a, a gimp community uh, website. It's yep. called it's called Gimp, the Guardians of International Masochism and Perversion. There's <laughs> only so, my next beer. Yeah. So if you go if you go to uh, you know gimp.community, there's a website okay. there, and you can sign up and learn all about it. But it's basically it's someone who. Uh, dresses completely head to toe in in latex or leather, mm-hmm. hood hood catsuit gloves everything completely no skin showing. Uh, someone who is uh, sexually submissive. Mm-hmm. Uh, gimp is typically used as uh, like a sex toy. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who is a recipient of uh, torment. Like, mm-hmm. like the five the five S's of gimpitude, and I better get these right. Okay, is, uh, service. Right, yeah. gimps always of service, service, suffering, uh, storage, 
sex toy and uh oh shit what was the fifth one <laughs> i should remember these things i'm gonna have to i have to look at my own website yeah, yeah. storage sex toy and i don't know i can't remember the fifth one doesn't matter uh but it's like that's that's like the um the the the, the are they totally the selfless uh well i mean in the, well, in theory, no. No, no one's totally <laughs> selfless. I mean, you're doing it because you want to be there and you are enjoying it. Of course. But, uh, but yeah, like it's it's a very specific thing, and um, and I know that like a gimp, it's it's probably the hard, most difficult physically, the most difficult physical demand mm-hmm. is put on a gimp because you're in. I mean, I'm out there in like heavy rubber and stuff, and like hot weather. Or you're like, I'm kneeling there for like four hours. Oh my God. I have right. nipple clamps. I've worn nipple clamps for like five hours before. And not just like the clover clamps, but with like mm. rubber bands Ooh. around the end. So they're extra tight. Extra tight. I swear to God. You when must they have came, banana nipples. <laughs> oh, they're, it's crazy. No, they're just, they're so beat up and scarred from no, de- awesome. decades of abuse. But I thought awesome. with that one time when, when, when she took them off. I thought I'm like, oh, they're just going to turn black and fall off. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they, these are still part of me. And then next day, they were, they were a little sensitive, but I'm like, sure. holy shit, nipples are tough, man. <laughs> anyway, that is so, awesome. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, you know, and a lot of people um, love being a gimp, just being under control, subdued, chained up, gagged on a leash, led around, right. you know, pegged tortured torture just being used made to go get stuff being used as furniture yep. you know uh like if you're a stool or you're a freaking drinks tray or you're an ashtray right. or something like that so it's that whole all of those things together because yeah, i've definitely played with a lot of those different things but i'd never consider myself a gimp i've done lots of those silence that's the fifth one silence <laughs> actually you know what I, I have to say if there's one thing and I know there's some people that are listening and they get mad at me. Um, I, <laughs> I have a, um, I want to be careful with my words. I'm not going to say problem, but I don't understand brats. Because, yeah, me either. Okay. Because for me, I've played and I've, there's been more like gone to like a, what do they call those dinners where the doms run a dinner? The pro- the protocol dinner. Protocol dinner. Thank you. And where everyone brought their submissive. And, you know, some of the submissives are brats and some not. And I've been there where I've seen brats bratting out and all the whole time I'm in my head, I'm thinking, you have to, you have to listen. You're you're not being good. You have to be quiet. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing? You're you're being bad. Like for me, when I'm in my, um, you know, in my play, I take pleasure in being as quiet as possible. I get (laughs) beaten and like, I'm not going to say anything. And if I do, I'm usually punished some way for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like being silence is a big part of that submissive journey for me. And, yes. and, and I find brats are kind of the opposite of that. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, a brat is still a submissive and a brat. If I was, okay. if, if I was a, a top or dom and I had a, a bratty sub, I mean, it's like you're still submissive and you're still going to do what you're told. You're just going to be a little bit cheeky about it. That's what right. I think. And I think when people say they say I'm a brat, it just means they're just a pain in the ass. 
And who yeah. wants to dominate a pain in the ass? Like, are you going to do this thing or not? The like, worst thing we... you could do for a Brad is just leave him. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we doing this thing? Like, I would just walk out. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think this is working. This is not working. <laughs> Has a brat just not met the right Dom? Yeah. Oh maybe. my God. I'm going to get in so much trouble for right? saying all these things. <laughs> Everybody has their perfect match. And I think right. brats that find their, their, their ideal tops are um, tops that are probably a bit more. Um, playful a little mm-hmm. bit more kind mm-hmm. of like like i don't know it's that's instead Not strict, of the same being very serious and being very like which is which i love i, I love the serious part of it i love that but yeah. even then you know it's like it's, i mean <clears throat> i think for new people just getting into it please remember that this is all for fun oh, all of it's for fun if this is not fun for you don't do it anymore stop it immediately well, and this is this is something I've always said to myself too. Is like, there was a time when, um, you know, like I've had my dom say, "Okay, you can't pleasure yourself for four days, or whatever the case was, right?" And I was in other relationships, and we talked about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, it couldn't mess up my uh, primary relationship, yep. but you know, I, but I also couldn't tell the other people that I was with, you know. So it was a kind of a playful fun, but I know you know, I was explaining this experience to someone and they're like, how, how would she know? And I'm like, (laughs) well, in theory, she wouldn't, but then I'm throwing away everything that I want to do. Like I've submitted this. So then I'm just cheating myself out of the whole process. Exactly. Exactly. You would know. Yeah. I would would know. know. And then it's like, well, fuck, then what's the point now? Why am I doing it? Yeah. Um, one of the, <laughs> depending on the relationship you're in, sure. uh, a chastity cage is a fantastic well, of course. solution to that, <laughs> yes. which is something that I've been worrying now for the most part for oh, wow. like four, for two or three years, two years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, because when so, I was I mean, with... So, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> October is like nothing for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It's like so... It's How many Octobers? Like, right? It's Cocktober. Cocktober. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Unlock or Unlocktober. Right. Like when I was with when I was with the, the previous mistress. Yeah. Uh, who you probably know who that yep. is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I think the longest I had it on in a one single stretch was like six months or something like that. It wow. didn't come off for six months, then it came off for two weeks, then it went on for another three months, and then and then mm. it came off. It came off for unlocked October. Unlocked over. That's crazy. And uh, I just never went on. And then after that, things kind of went different direction. Right. <laughs> so then I. So then I had like, let's see, that would be December, January, February, March. So basically four months of of uh, free willy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then it, and then I got into another situation, and it's it went back on, and it's been on ever since. Minus yeah, hours. you know what? I gotta say, whenever there was two episodes that always got the biggest play um, on our podcast before, uh, pegging, mm. I love pegging, and we can talk about that for hours, mm. or chastity. Yeah. Those there are so many people interested in chastity. Wow, so so many people. Th- there's a video on Twitter of yeah. me getting my PA piercing. Oh wow, the Prince this- Albert. Prince Albert. And at the last time I checked, it had 9 million views or oh, something. Right. It got into the Brazilian Twitter sphere. Oh, yeah. And Brazil just went crazy. 
It got just forwarded <laughs> and reshared all over. All over they're the just, place. So there's just hundreds and hundreds of people in Portuguese just going like, what the fuck? Oh my <laughs> God, Jesus. And the, you know the best comment of all? Mm. <laughs> the best comment of all was this woman who was just like, what in the white people is this? <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I just had my, um, (laughs) I just had my Twitter handle, my kinky Twitter handle. Um, because I, um, use the, uh, use ST, which, uh, I was shorting for stockings. Right. Mm. So like St. Hawkins, it was like, it was, it was on a follow Friday for like the, the Catholic Scott Scottish no. they added it to a list of their high schools for the new year. Oh. And they added in my handle. Oh no. Someone didn't check that one. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Do your research. Get Do one job. Research? I love it. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, and for all the people out there in, in, interested in chastity and stuff, if, if, you know, I mean, there's like level A is like, yeah, key you go to put on chastity cage and stuff like that. And and uh, sorry to break it to you, but you could just pull your dick out. You could just do it. Do it yeah. and whatever. Right. Then there's like level. The next level is like PA, um, where it's like you're you're literally like the end of your cock is He's locked in it, right? it in it, and you can't pull it out without right. taking the whole thing off. And there's various cages out sure. there. The one I have is from uh, Rigid Chastity. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Poland, very strange company. Like you, you, you order from them, uh, they take your money. You don't hear from them for like eight months, like no contact, nothing. And then one day it shows up, and it's like the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and it's like only costs like three hundred bucks. Like it's wow. amazing, unbelievable. I don't know what's going on over there. Well, this is we'll have little... to we'll have to do this again during October. Yeah, we'll yeah have to we do definitely through we'll October. Do a chastity special. Yeah, well, and I'll be in Vancouver, so. Yeah, we could do it in person. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. I mean, one of the things, you know, um, so we've talked about submissives and their doms and a lot about different submissives. What about doms? Like, what are the, what are, I've always had a thing with um, Tinder doms, I call them. Okay. These, these guys that are typically on Tinder, they act like they're tough shit. Mm-hmm. And really, it's just a way of that. And, and I think they, I think, unfortunately, some people who are experimenting, get into, you know, doms that are not, first of all, skilled. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, really just aren't great people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of that on both sides. Women, too. Absolutely. Lots of, uh, there's lots of, uh, you know, online instant, insta doms, right? Insta doms. What, what does someone have to be careful about when, maybe looking for doms or, or. Yeah. Um, you know, there's one of my favorite memes of all time is like the, you know, the Willy Wonka Gene yep. Wilder meme when it's yep. like, it's just like, so you're a, you know, a 21 year old dom on FetLife. Tell me of your travels kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody that has experience, someone that's been doing it for a long time. Uh, my big thing is, um, is kind of like being very hyper aware of, of narcissists. So explain that a little behaviors. bit. Yeah. So, I mean, we all, we've all heard about narcissistic behavior and, and uh, you know, the, the former 
president, president of the United yep. States is an absolute textbook example of a of a malignant narcissist. Like he mm. he is just like the, if there should be an encyclopedic the, the picture of him in an encyclopedia. Like this is it. Yeah. This is how you. This is what you do. If you yeah. read the diagnostic, the DSM five or whatever, it's like he ticks all the all the boxes. Um, the 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 tricky thing. <clears throat> with um, DOMS is that the typical behaviors of a narcissist are totally on brand for like a dominatrix or a dom. Right. It's just like, I'm the fucking greatest. You're mm-hmm. all a bunch of worthless pieces of shit. You yep. all, you, none of you deserve me. Don't you love me? Am I so great? Do this, do that. Oh, what are your, your, you don't, your feelings are hurt too bad. You know, it's your fault mm-hmm. for being such mm-hmm. a weakling, you filthy worm. Yeah. Like all these, all these kind of like the, the, the behaviors that are, um, that a, that a non, just a regular narcissistic person is just, that's who they are. That's right. their personality, which is extremely toxic and, and can be very yep. damaging. But for a dominatrix, it seems that's just kind of on brand. That's like, that's what people go crazy for. And they're, you know, only dress up in sexy clothes and don't, you know, black right. latex and thigh high boots and all that stuff. But I think that the way to tell if, if a Tom is a narcissist is just list, literally watch them operate. Mm-hmm. And if it walks like a duck, quacks like mm-hmm. a duck, etc. Yeah, of course you don't, you don't want to get into something with, with that person. You want somebody who is quietly confident, Yep. who is, who is clearly enjoying what they're doing and uh, is not just constantly preening and, and walking around like a peacock and just bragging about, don't you love me? And am I so great? Right. And blah, blah, blah. It's just like, yeah, that that's, that's a fucking narcissist. I don't yeah. care if they're dumb or not. And it's underlying probably underlying you know their insecurities it's feeding that narcissism right hundred percent the 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 base uh, psychological um underpinning of a narcissist is a complete lack of self-worth yeah they have no ability to derive worth from self they require 100 percent external stimulus to make them feel good so they go around acting amazing and collecting flying, <laughs> mon- flying monkeys and, yep. and, and enablers to, to prop up their, their fragile egos. Right. And then it's, and it's so the only reason the narcissist will ever associate with anyone is if they're somehow contributing to their image. Or right. Their sense to of making it better. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as you are no longer zero loyalty, they're just fucking, they'll just discard you. Yeah, like it, like you've meant nothing to them. So, you know, we both, I'm sure we know good doms. Yep. Um, I know um, many, <clears throat> and you know, it's almost the opposite on how much they do care about their submissives, and how much they really do think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've always had, uh, you know, people come to me, uh, you know, say in the vanilla life know that I'm a kinky person and there'll be a young lady and they'll be like, Oh, you know, maybe I'm just, this would be some quick bucks, man. Like all I gotta do is kick a guy in the balls once in a while and like make some bucks. And I'm like, look, 
if you have man hate or woman hate or whatever, mm-hmm. you can probably play it for a bit, but it's going to be seen through. It's yep. not going to play out for the long term. You nope. truly, truly have to care on whatever level within the boundaries that you've set for that submissive. 100%. Exactly. Like you, yeah, like you have to love people. Like you're, you know, it's, it's, the, it's kind of that, um, the, the difference between, you know, discipline and, and punishment, right? That whole thing. It's like yes. punish, punishment right. is what punishment, you do right? to someone and discipline is what you do for someone. Yep. Right? So a good dom will provide discipline for your life he or she will provide structure. They will, they will, if you're at the right Dom, they will force you to do, force you to do yeah. things that you fucking love that you want to do all the time. That's right. But it's like, and it's wonderful. And that, and a Dom, a, 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 a healthy Dom will never make you compromise your integrity. They'll never make you embarrass yourself. If you don't want to be embarrassed, they'll never, um, uh, affect your life or make you change your life in ways that are that are detrimental to your physical or mental health if these are all huge yep. red flags if you're with somebody that does that and you should get the fuck out totally now. leave now you know it's crazy you know that we're bringing this up because i was actually thinking about this on the way to work right now i drive for hours a day and i was thinking about my dom and how much uh she pushed me to grow in certain things. And the crazy thing is from an external point of view is she was 20 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And this person um, had some great insight and some great ways to push me and, and help me go through things that I wasn't even so sure about. There are some things that end up getting toxic at the end with us, mm-hmm. but like I, I will always uh, give it, to that person unfortunately our relationship came to the point where we just can't talk to each other anymore yep but i mean i will never forget what she was able to do for me and that's what i'm saying is like the more and me talking to you again is reminding me yeah i need a dom again (laughs) (laughs) right i need a dom again it's pretty cool it is so great it's pretty cool like what a what a magical dynamic especially when you know, and if, you know, for a, for a dom too, I mean, finding a good submissive, someone you're compatible sure. with, it's, it's just as important. It's the other side too. Right. So uh, I want to, we've been talking for a while, but I want to touch on one quick thing <clears throat> before we go is, which I think comes up a lot of times in the, um, from the male side of submissives mm-hmm. is uh, paying or not mm-hmm. to pay for dominance and for a dom. <clears throat> um, I think there are definitely scams out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that'll do it just like in anything that we're doing. What, what's your feelings or thoughts on those kind of things when they're looking or trying to find a dominant? Oh boy. Well, I think first of all, um, if, if you're, so yeah, like I'm coming at it from like my personal life, like I, it's for me when I get involved with a dom, whether or not she's a professional right. dominatrix or not, you know, it's a personal relationship. Yes. And Absolutely. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, professional one it's a personal mm-hmm. relationship yep. but i i think that that if you're you maybe you, you've never experienced it maybe you, you just don't want the the the, the full-time thing or maybe you you want it and if when you want it you want it 
when you can get it and it's yep. like you want you want to buy that time and and have her devote that time yeah you still need to find someone who is going to give no, you what you, you need. It's compatible with you exactly and anyone that's so truly cool. professional i'm sure you know professional doms like i do get references <clears throat> yes and <clears throat> yes they may want some as they say tributes and those kind of things but again references find out who who they worked with before uh what they do professionals um but yeah there are scams out there but whatever levels that you can go to even if even if you were into a findom relationship i mean that's a whole nother ball game I, i'm i'm I, I don't know anything about findom I, I, don't, I don't get it i don't either i don't get it obviously it's a kink it sure it is i just like there's lots of kinks that i don't understand i don't mm -hmm. like feet feet i've no fucking I, what well, I don't know what the hell feet are about. I'm just sorry. Right. I don't get it. We're the kinkiest. We're probably some of the kinkiest people out there. And there's a couple of things that we're just it's, like, it's, but that's why I love talking to people. Right. So, you know, I like one person's fetish kink is another person's belly laugh. Like that's, exactly. I know, I know there are lots of people that look at me and look at what I do and just sure. like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> that's yeah. so weird. Like, I just don't even understand. But meanwhile, they're like, I don't know, fucking popping balloons in a room or something like that i'm sure. just like i have a would... fellow that i know very well he's in his 60s retired guy uh very well off but just one of these guys like one of these guys that's like um you know from up north oil rig kind of guys made his mm -hmm. money doing all this kind of stuff yep would come off to be one of the most vanilla guys anything about i, I would say he's probably a bigot in in that kind of way and so many different things yeah. doesn't understand anything but he is the most kinky person when it comes to feet <laughs> ever i've tell people all the time do not wear sandals around this person <laughs> right and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman um he you know i've been hanging out with him before and he was like what the heck why why are your nails not painted anymore what what's going on take care of your just, feet man right? he's <laughs> tuned he is tuned in like <clears throat> we're all obsessed it's an yeah. obsession and when you're obsessed with something, especially when you're born that way, you will never not be obsessed by it. It'd be and nice it, to have one obsession. It just everyone needs one, right? <laughs> I know. I got too many. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like how do I how do I open the box? These all, right? The Pandora's <laughs> yeah. box. Yeah. I've just realized over the last six months how much blood play is such a huge thing for me. Interesting. And I'm just uh just focusing on it and it, and again it's clicked in um my history and i have a whole episode on this because mm -hmm. i was raised as jehovah's witness oh, and i'm okay. now starting to connect there's a connection with blood and how that was forbidden through the religion previously right, right? and course. how it's just so forbidden but yeah. also at the same time is like i have no interest in this anything about being dracula or something but right biting yeah. and the blood and the the, the vulnerability with it and that's just something totally new for me now that that's i haven't so been able cool. to even play with yet isn't it amazing how we're look at our like i'm like i'm i'm going to be 50 next year yeah and i'm 48 i'm i'm, I'm still discovering things about my body about <laughs> yeah. my mind about what i like like i'm still learning i'm still growing it's amazing yeah. you know like like you know who knows where this is gonna go <laughs> Well, you know what? I've had a phenomenal time talking with you. Yeah, me too. Um, I can't wait. Well, we're going to do this again, please. Yeah, I think and we we'll... just scratched the surface. <laughs> oh, my God, for sure. Uh, we'll definitely do it in person. I can't hang... wait to just hang out with you, by the way. Yeah, right. we will, 100%. Okay. Cool, cool. Right. Um, where 
can people listening find you? Where's the best ways to get a hold of you? Oh God, if, they, the, if you want them to, all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on uh, FetLife. <laughs> I think it's Fetish underscore Dynasty. Uh, I believe Instagram is Fetish underscore Dynasty. Twitter's just Fetish Dynasty. Uh, you just go to fetishdynasty.com is kind of my website and there's okay. like my store link from there and, and that sort of thing. I just launched a YouTube channel. If you go oh, to, nice. if, if you go to lubetube.fetishdynasty.com, that'll redirect you. Uh, yeah. I have an OnlyFans page that I finally put some stuff on. So they'll probably find some links there. Yeah. Go to onlyfans.com slash fetishdynasty. So I'm just like, I'm all over the place. Like Good. just reach out to me on any, any medium and I'll, I'll happily, uh, happily respond. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you.